Ahoy, matey! It's our annual Pride episode, and this year, we're talking about the golden age of piracy and what a gay-ass time it was. It's scandalous romance and sexy fashion on the high seas, and we are here for it. And of course, we're going to talk a bit about Our Flag Means Death, but we swear we had this show planned before we even knew about it. And I should probably mention that the Easter egg after the end credits, it's about a particular pirate we intended to talk about in detail, but we went off track and forgot about him. But if you recognize his name, or are curious enough to look him up, you better let us know. And since Pitney is going to be visiting me next month on my birthday, We've been talking about doing a pirate-themed live stream, so keep your eyes peeled for news on our social media. And remember to eat your oranges, because the teeth don't go back in. show is not about anything specifically in particular we do have we do like you know certain annual episodes that we do every year you know we we always have a halloween episode we always have a christmas episode you know and we always do you know a gratitude episode around thanksgiving and we always do a pride episode Yes, well, because, you know, we are a boutique, so we have to have specific sales at specific (laughs) times, right? You know, The merchandise may change, but, you know. Yes, yes. (laughs) We are a boutique. And, And, you know, and even though, no matter what we're talking about, our show is gay as hell, pretty much, no matter what our topic, you know, in June... One at least one of our shows in June will always be particularly gay. Oh well, of course, because because it's Pride, and you know sometimes we'll go you know into you know we try to we try to do some kind of a history thing, but we try to you know not we try to do something a little different than what other people will do. You know, like last year, last year we talked about um, uh, the uh, a Quaker preacher called the public universal friend who was a non-binary person who lived oh that's right in the 1700s yes Yes. around like around the revolutionary war time and we talked about uh a fabulous movie called the gay deceivers (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that until just like literally just now oh my god yeah Wow. I yes. may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. <laughs> I loved that. And yeah, I honestly <laughs> have not thought about it since. <laughs> it's so it was so it was so much better than it should have been. That movie was 
surprisingly good. It really, really was. Oh my god. Yes, it was. It really was. But you know, every time <laughs> every time we do an episode like that, where, you know, because we, we try to plan things kind of ahead of time. You know, because we try to not we try to do something special every year. And so, you know, throughout the year, we're trying to, you know, grab onto little things like, oh, we should, you know, like if we come up with some idea for Halloween, like, oh, we got to do that for Halloween. And then we're, we're marking things on the calendar. And not long after last year's Pride, an article kind of like landed in front of me. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even anything particularly current. It was already like a year or two old. But it happened to cross my path, and I immediately was like, oh, that's it. That's our pride for 2022. That's yeah. it. We're totally doing gay pirates. And who knew? Who knew a year ago that this year gay pirates would be all the rage? <laughs> yes. Who knew that somehow, while I was reading articles about Anne Bonny and Mary Reed and statues being put on a beach in South Devon in England and people being upset about it, because why? Um, well, partly because the statues were weird and abstract and... <laughs> why is that statue on my beach? I mean, you know. Oh, I didn't even see them. Were they hideous? Like, what? what, what is it's it? It's just like, just... Well, first of all, they're eight, they're eight feet tall. Okay. And they're, they're... I mean... They're not ugly, but they're... It's kind of hard to... be sure that the statue is really of Anne, Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed... Because it's, I mean, it's clearly two female forms, but they're kind of abstract. And they're just female-shaped blobs that are eight feet tall. And standing on the beach and their hair is blowing in the wind. And it's like, they don't don't really have arms or anything. So it's a little too much artistry to make it really a thing. (laughs) It's a little, it's, I mean, it's a little silly. It's a little artsy fartsy for, uh, for a, I hear you. For an area that's, you know, like a lot of, you know, a lot of fishermen and stuff, you know. And I'm not entirely sure that I, I never could find why. Devon, in particular, I mean, there's lots of places around the UK that yeah. have that have connections to pirates, but I I didn't really see that that area was connected to those women. Like, I think they were both Irish, so like a statue of them on the beach in Ireland might have made more sense. Yeah. And there, there are sta- there is a statue of them in the Bahamas, because you know, like in the Caribbean is where like all the pirating happened, you yeah. know. So I, it really, you know, it it would have it makes more sense down there. And actually, the statue that's in the Bahamas is kind of badass, or at least as best I can tell. I only ever see pictures of it from one side, and they're standing back to back like they're you know, knives out and gonna kick some ass. And 
in fighting stances, like kind of back to back to each other, but you can really only see one of them because they only seem to want to take pictures of it from one side, probably because the one side, her shirt is open and you can see a boob. And maybe the other one, maybe the other one doesn't have her titty out. So why take a picture of that side? Except that according to legend, both of them had the tendency, even because they both were just, they both would disguise themselves as men. They both kind of, you know, lived as men. Like a lot of people didn't know they were women, but when they would get into fights, they would totally distract the people they were fighting with by whipping a titty out and totally shocking someone and then killing them. <laughs> That's so fabulous. I mean, they were <laughs> they were fantastic. They were like just like bored housewives, basically, who just kind of were kind of didn't really want to have the family life, and they just decided, like, kind of individually, and then they met. Um, they both ended up. Uh, at different times, uh, joining uh, Calico Jack Rackham's crew. And, you know, they both ended up fucking him. And then they became a couple themselves. Well, of course. And and it's so, it's hard with pirates. It's hard to know, like, it's really hard to know how much, how much of stories are true because so much of it, is one pirate talking about another pirate or, well, I heard they did this or, you know, oh, yeah, if there's, there's so much lore. Yeah. That, you know, that if, yeah. if you ever are in a situation where you're, let's say captured and standing trial and you're telling your own story, how much of what you're telling is going to be bullshit because you're either lying to get out of something or you're lying to make yourself sound better than you are. Yeah. Or how much of it is someone else telling a story of what, you know, hearsay of what they heard about you, you know? And I mean, there's, there are, there are pirates that are very famous legendary pirates that might not have actually even existed. Like there, there's no evidence that they actually were actual people that existed, except according to pirates, they totally existed. But like in the case of these two women, um, Calico Jack's ship, like they all got captured. And one thing as women, uh, English law allowed them to do a thing. They, they, they pled the belly, which basically uh-huh. meant because both of them happened to be pregnant at the time because they were both fucking Calico Jack as well as each other. Uh-huh. And, um, so they were both pregnant and English law basically meant that they couldn't be executed. You couldn't execute a pregnant woman. Oh. Like you could totally execute a woman. But not if she was but in not the if she, way. Yes, not if she was knocked up. So, so they basically would have to sit in jail until they had their babies and then, and then get them. executed. And then they can execute them. And then what do they do with the goddamn baby? Well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> they die anyway. But like when when Calico Jack, um, legend has it that Anne Bonny was there when Calico Jack and his crewmen were being hanged. According to legend, she's to- 
her last words to him were, if you had fought like a man, you wouldn't be hanged like a dog. <laughs> so she totally fucking emasculated him right before he died. And, and then, you know, she went back to her cell. And Mary Reed, the prison records show that she got a terrible fever and she died in prison. So she basically just, she and her baby, just, uh, you know. Yeah. And then, but there's no, apparently there's no record of what happened to Anne Bonnie. Like, we knew she went to jail. We knew she pled the belly. And so she, they weren't going to execute her yet because she was pregnant. And then, so she was sitting in jail, and then after that, there's no, like, the trail goes cold. Like, yeah. if she escaped from jail, she probably, because she was so good at disguising herself and living as a man, it's very possible that if she managed to escape from jail, that she just lived as a man and got on someone else's boat and changed assumed another identity and lived out the rest of her life for a while, however long that was. Yeah. Who knows what happened to the baby, you know? She could have miscarried that baby. She could have, you know... Or she could have just dropped yeah. dead and they just never wrote it down, for all we know. But well, you know, I have a fantasy about that. Because yeah. you know my friend Keith, mm -hmm. who lives in London, Yeah. Um, he's from Devon. Ah, yes. So clearly because of, you know, the statues in Devon for no reason. Right. Clearly, Keith is a descendant of that baby. Oh, I'm sure it's very, very He possible. may not know it, but clearly that's what it is. Yeah, the... the and I think yeah. that would be very exciting. And I wonder what he would have to say about it. <laughs> He'd probably just laugh at me and roll his eyes and call me Mary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Although I did, you know, I did find out I because I went back and looked at, um, I looked, I looked back through those ar those old articles again, and one of them talked about uh, apparently there was an audible exclusive podcast, which to me means an audiobook. Yeah. Because yeah. I looked in every, I mean, when they said audible exclusive, they fucking meant it because I looked around and I couldn't find this so-called podcast on any other platform that I looked on and it was called Hellcats and apparently it was like a full-on audio drama and it was a full it was a full-on the whole story everything all about Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed I want to hear it and it's like uh, it's like you're gonna make me you're gonna make me get an audible account just to hear that but I I, I probably will do it because it's pirates and I'm you know, that I have, I have made the mistake, though, of signing up for the free Audible trial to hear one thing. Oh, yeah. And then you forget about it, and then they start billing you. And it is really difficult on Amazon to find the way to cancel shit. Yeah, but come to think of it, we were doing that for it's my dad. I bet, he's, I bet he's for paying it, for it's shit. It's really fucking hard to cancel it, and I do. They do that on purpose, and it pisses me off. Yeah, we were we were trying to get my dad into audiobooks there for a while, and I bet he's still paying for an Audible subscription that he does that he doesn't even remember he. Oh has. yeah, because you have to go through fifty screens to cancel it, but two to sign up for it. 
you know. I mean, yeah. he could barely he could barely use it anyway. I mean, he can't even. He's got one of those, you know, those devices sitting on the table next to him, and it's like all he ever all he can ever do is is ask what ask it what the weather is. But it oh. but it takes forever to get it to work because he just starts going Alexis. Alexis, because he doesn't fucking uh, know. Ah, uh, 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 that's uh, fabulous. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that's fabulous. Anyway, <laughs> but pirates, not butt pirates, but 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 <laughs> comma pirates. <laughs> Which, you know, it's kind of synonymous, though, but, you know. But pirates. <laughs> As the, the fabulous book that we, that we now... <laughs> oh, your corner is so nice and quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so, that's so funny that, like, I mean, frequently I hear that out my window. It's funny that it's so quiet here today. <laughs> But, you know, speaking of butt pirates, you know, you and I are now owners of a very scandalously titled book that the book itself is not nearly as exciting as I would hope. But it's okay. It's interesting. It is. It is interesting. Sodomy in the Pirate Tradition. English Sea Rovers in the 17th Century Caribbean. It's very, very uh, academic. But it's not... It seems to it seems to be of the opinion that all pirate sex was rapey. That like nobody, <laughs> it seems to. I did. Did you get that feeling that this author seems to be under the impression that pirates are bad? Therefore, it's all. Yeah, rape? but I, I I thought it was interesting. From I did I have not read it cover to cover. Oh, I definitely I have haven't read either. snippets. Yeah, but I did find it interesting. I read like a whole longest section. Yeah. About how, you know, the special boys <laughs> yeah. were actually treated really nice and they were not allowed to be passed around and they were like one person's lover, basically. There's, and yeah. they were treated well and clothed well and fed well and they were treated, I mean, they were treated well. Yeah. There's, and it's yeah. interesting. It's not like you know this. Just like oh, I'm, you're gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up the ass, and you're gonna scream, and then I'm gonna beat you. It, that that's not how it was. Yeah, I, I mean there there is. You know, it's so that that was interesting. I mean, I don't know. Granted, like how many of those boys were like, were they gay to begin with? Did they want that? I mean, did they want to dick up their ass or not? Well, that's, that's I mean that's one of the question. things that um, the I mean it's I mean I'm sure that there's some amount of you know situational relationships that like if I wasn't oh, on the ship oh absolutely that were rapey but I th I thought it was interesting that there almost seemed to be a tradition of hooking up this is my boy right and no one else is gonna fuck with him and 
it was like they seemed to be nice because they were like raising them in the pirate tradition. You right. know, and there is, and they may said that may sound rapey and groomy or whatever, and it may have been or may not have been. I don't know, but it was just interesting that it wasn't. You know, right? But there is something that a lot of people. I mean, yeah, obviously, being a pirate, you're obviously like an outlaw, and you're, you know. All of that, yes. And there's obviously, there's all kinds of connection to all sorts of unpleasant business. And Oh, yeah, you know, well, of course. You it's know, like being in the mafia, right? Yeah. It's like being in the mafia. But yes. there is something to be said about that this is a group of people who something causes people to want to walk away from the legitimate life they have on land. And say, you know what? That's a better life for me. And if you don't fit in in the world on land, in the life that, you know, say your family has set out for you. Yeah. That's another option for you. And not every single person who got on a pirate ship was kidnapped and forced to be on a pirate ship. Yeah. So as long as there are people on there who are choosing to be there, there's all kinds of reasons why they could be there. So it doesn't, it's not that, you know, it's not that big a leap to assume that some of the reasons why some men would choose to be there. Because they were queer. Yeah. And they could not deal with the filth of the real world. Yes, absolutely. And a life of... Living only with men, away from, you know, a life that, yeah. and, and in a world where there is superstition of you can't have a woman on the ship because it's bad luck because women have crystals in their bodies that attract demons, <laughs> you know, uh, and shit like well, that. Well, yeah, that's kind of crazy, you but know, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're gonna, if you want to, if you want to live a life where you don't run the risk of possibly being forced to have a girlfriend, then maybe pirating is a good life for you. Oh, yeah. And there's the glamour of crime. Sure. There's the glamour of stealing from the rich. There's the glamour of killing stupid motherfuckers that have no right to live. I mean, it's fabulous. It sounds great to me. And frankly, you know, you can, you know? You can argue that... Your life expectancy is not that great, but you know what? In the 1700s, how great was your life expectancy to begin with? <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, one, <laughs> I of, one of my favorite things that I learned from, you know, being really into Hamilton is that Alexander Hamilton's wife lived to be like 98 years old. Like, she lived so long that That's she... That's fucking amazing. She lived, oh my to, God. she lived to see the presidency of Abraham Lincoln. That is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. And wow. that, yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah. yeah. So, and where, you know, she basically, everyone she ever knew died. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the fact Because God, back then, we would probably be dead of old age. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, you know, you know it's like, when, when, you know, that her husband died at age 50 in a duel, it's like, yeah, but really, age 50 was still pretty old. You know, oh, yeah, it seems young be, to us, but to them, be that's dead pretty good. by age 55 of old age anyway back then. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah. you know, like for, you know, it's like we're considered, you know, middle age, but it's like, yeah, that's assuming we live to 100. 
How many people actually live to 100? When you're talking about the 1700s, how many people live to 60? Yeah. You know? I mean, most, you know, these are people who'd have, you know, 15 kids hoping that six or seven of them survived. You know, life expectancy was not that great. So a pirate life is, oh, yeah, sure, there's danger, but you could die from anything in those days. So you might as well have an exciting life on a ship. Oh, it sounds (laughs) exciting to me. You know, pillage drunkenness no bathing you would love that no bathing nothing but rampant gay sex i mean it sounds fabulous to me oh yeah sign and me I, up did now did you get to the did you get to the stuff in the book and of course this book didn't describe it in as much detail as i thought it was going to and i i may not be pronouncing it correctly but did you read about metalage M-A-T-E-M-A-T-E-O-L-A-G-E. No. Metalage. Which is where the word matey comes from. Metalage was a thing that... It happened among British sailors as well, but it definitely happened in the pirate world, where it was basically... A same-sex marriage. And, of course, people like B.R. Berg here, who wrote this book, who thinks everything is rape and nothing and nothing uh-huh. is a real relationship. Um, he, you know, people like him think it's all just economic reasons and yeah. making sure that the stuff you have goes, you know, doesn't just go nowhere like it goes to someone like I just want to make sure that my money goes to someone I care about yeah, or whatever yeah. but really you know there were a lot of pirates who were essentially married to each other yeah and they would you know not just sail together but that all of all of their belongings and stuff like they would be joined legally together and yeah, they, but would they, share would, they would they would they would sail together yes they would <laughs> sail forever in the eyes of the of the law which is fucking fantastic you know but that's you know typical academic bullshit though that he wants to pick apart something based on the assumed morals of now well, and, and that, but that's very common with historians because, you know, yeah. you, you see a painting of, you know, two men or two women canoodling, or you read letters between two people that are like openly telling each other how much they love each other yeah. in very flowery language. And a historian just goes, well, you know, people talked different back then. These are just two bros. Just, just you know, they're just two buddies. That's just how buddies talked. Oh, you know, right. that's, and it's like, no, that's not. How could you possibly read these words and assume that it's anything but a romantic mm-hmm. relationship? You know, buddies don't talk like that, you know? No. You know, there's a lot, especially like poets and stuff. There's so many poets that were so fucking queer, but it's like people just won't 
they can't see it. You know, it's like, well, you know she was married. It's like, yeah, we know she was married, but she's writing all these letters to that woman. Well, yeah, probably because she had to be. Right. You know. But, she, but meanwhile, you know she's, she's writing spent, all these letters to know. a woman and read yeah. those fucking letters. Have you read the letters? And the, hor- and, the pro- and the horrible thing, you know, she probably spent her whole life, God bless her, closing her eyes and thinking of England. Oh, God, you know, so vile. Because, yeah. She she just had to yeah just tolerate a penis for like a few minutes and then just get back to her chores. Oh, so gross, so vile. Bad breath, unwashed, uncut, stinky dick. Ah, uh, no, girl, no. Which is weird because <laughs> it's totally it's totally what you would want on a pirate ship, but. <laughs> the smell of movies in the morning there's no feeling in podcasts there's no feeling in podcasts this podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe feels real feels not the feels not the feels out of all the podcasts i've encountered real feels was the most human Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. But speaking of super queer pirate ships, so... This sort of this sort of idea apparently caught the attention of um, some writers and uh, show show folk, and an incredibly funny and adorable series was made for HBO Max called "Our Flag Means Death." And uh, I, I do want to talk about just because we're talking about history stuff. I want to talk about the historical care the historical figures who are actually in this show because (laughs) I was so excited. Like as I'm watching it, because, because I'm the kind of nerd who like everybody's heard of Blackbeard, but I'm the kind of nerd who'd heard of Steed Bonnet. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm that dork, you know? And you know, we're watching the show. I'm watching it in my, you know, my husband and I are sitting on the couch and at one point I, you know, I excitedly turn to him and say, you know, Steve Bonnet was a real guy. You know, Steve Bonnet was a real pirate, you know? And he's like, and he's like, oh, honey, you know? Ah, oh my God. I can hear him. I can totally hear him. He's just, oh, oh, honey. You're, you're so cute. You're so cute. That is every text I get from your husband. It's, oh, goodness. It's like, it's like, oh, Pitney. And, oh, goodness. And I could... Just hear it, because you know I just text him weird, random bullshit. Of course you do. And you know, he's just like, "Oh, pity," and I can hear it. You, know, I can hear it anyway. That made oh, yeah. me happy when you said that. Yeah. Oh anyway. yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So we have we have we have Steed Bonnet. We have Blackbeard. Uh, the character Izzy Hands on the show is based on Israel Hands, who was a sixteen-year-old uh, first mate, I believe. Uh, on Blackbeard ship for a long time. Sign me up. Played by the incredibly (laughs) hot Con O'Neill. Sign me up. Super, super hot Con O'Neill. Love him. Uh, Calico Jack, 
of Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed fame shows up for a minute. Um, the character of Spanish Jackie, who uh, is... Now, she... There isn't someone named Spanish Jackie, but there is a character... In, in the show, Spanish Jackie runs the Republic of Pirates um, on the island of Tortuga, I believe. And there, there was a Republic of... I believe it was called a Republic of Pirates. It may have been called a Republic of something else. But um, a, a, a woman named Jacquat Delahoy. But there, despite many, many legends and this person being like this great Haitian, you know, this great Haitian historical figure, there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't think she actually existed. Like, I think it's entirely made up bullshit. Like, I don't think this person ever actually existed at all, despite all the stories that exist. But Spanish Jackie is totally based on her. Yeah. Oh, but you know, it just maybe that name makes me, for some reason, makes me think of the worst person alive. Be because you know if you pronounce the name, he'd be like, you mean Jack de la Hot? <laughs> That totally crossed oh my, my god. mind. But aren't yeah. I right? Aren't I right? Oh god! Oh god! He would be. Oh my god! I want to tap his phone because I'm sure he's watched. He's watched the show, and I'm sure that he pronounces every character's name wrong. And I'm sure. Oh man. Oh, anyway, and and I it, just to say, yes, too, I am so happy that you say Caribbean the right way. Oh, is that a Caribbean? Because there's nothing that pisses me off more than when people say Caribbean. It's Caribbean. Actually, I'm not entirely... Because the only... I, I think the only reason why I say Caribbean is because people say it that way when they say Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, it's Caribbean just like theater is the theater. It's not theater. It's the theater. Theater? Are you from fucking Arkansas? Theater. The movie theater is the theater. Oh, <laughs> Just it's like absolutely. the Caribbean is the Caribbean. And I'm so happy that you said Caribbean. I'm never going to say theater, though. Not unless I'm making fun of somebody. <laughs> I am... I mean, I do come from hillbillies, but I am not going to say theater. Oh, my God. My entire family says theater. <laughs> Never. I will never. <laughs> but I do want to say something about the real Steed Bonnet and the real okay. Blackbeard. Because this has to have inspired this show. So, the real Steed Bonnet was a guy who was the, the son of a sugar plantation owner in Barbados. His parents died when he was very young, but he... Basically, his family was incredibly wealthy, so he was a little rich boy who was, you know, he married some woman and they had some kids, and he one day decided he just really didn't want to live that life anymore. And he, because he was so damn rich... He just decided he wanted to be a pirate, even though he didn't know anything 
about sailing or really anything. He didn't know anything about how to about how to do anything except be rich. So he for real commissioned the building of a boat. Like he like like there was this there was this ship and he had it customized for himself at great personal expense. And he took all of his expensive clothing and his library and all of his personal belongings and he left his family fabulous and he got and he hired a a crew and he paid them a like a wage which is not how pirating works but he just sort of like well this seems like this seems like it'll work I'll just hire some people who know how See, to do stuff. This is fabulous. A life. I know cop. it sounds yeah. great. And a life j- of cock, cum, and luxury on the high seas. And he just sort I'll of. I'll take it. Went. He sort of went around like pretending to be a pirate, and fabulous. He, you know, and every so often in his pretending to be a pirate, he would sort of, you know, run up against people who were real pirates and get himself into some trouble, and he would you know, get injured and get some people killed and whatever. And and he was not, he was not very good at it, you know, because he wasn't a pirate. He didn't know what he was doing. And at one point he ended up kind of running into Blackbeard. And for some reason, and no one really knows why, Blackbeard ends up going like, oh, I think, I think I want to, I think I want to sail with this guy. And for no reason that that makes sense to historians, because historians don't believe... I mean, there's no logical reason, except, well, his ship seems nice. And most pirates... You know, the way a pirate gets a ship is by stealing it. And usually the ships they steal, they like to steal slave ships because slave ships were built to go fast and they have yeah. so much cargo room and you, you know, and so, you know, a lot of times, I mean, it was grody business, you know, but, but Steed's ship was lovely and clean cause it was new and it smelled nice, you know, and <laughs> it, ba- you know, it had barely seen any battle and it was, uh. and it was nice and there was food and, and, you know, it was comfortable and so Blackbeard just kind of, for no reason that history could understand, just like, oh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to sail with this guy for a while. It was clearly love, cock, and ass. Abso-fucking-lutely. There's know? no way any logical person can, can look into this yep. story and not go, Oh my God, they were totally fucking. There's no way that that you can assume anything else because nothing else makes sense. Because there's no advantage to bringing Steve Steve Bonnet into your circle. Even because if you wanted to just take his boat, you could just kill him and take his boat. It was clearly, it was clearly love. I mean, he must've been cute, you know? It was clearly love, yes. Because if all he wanted was his stuff, then you kill the guy and take his stuff. Yeah. You know? And they ended up sailing together for a long time. And when Blackbeard was eventually captured, they were both basically captured together. And part of the reason why the historical record 
has all this information about Blackbeard is because Steve Bonnet had lots to say. <laughs> when he I'm was sure on he trial. Sure he did, yes. sticking out of his body, looking so pained but so pretty. Whether it was in the REM video for Losing My Religion or in Carrie's mom's prayer closet. No, that wasn't a crucified Jesus with glowing eyes that was freaking you out. It was a tacky Saint Sebastian doing that. Or even that 1968 Esquire cover photo of Muhammad Ali done up like him. St. Sebastian is one hell of an eye-catching icon, and gay men in particular have claimed him as one of their own because, well, look at him. He's got to be family, right? All gorgeous and young, his lithe body riddled with Mauritanian arrows that didn't even kill him. I mean... What's he the patron saint of, anyway? Men who can take a whole lot of pricks? Here's the weird thing about Sebastian. Nothing in his story would indicate a connection with the queer community. He was a burly, middle-aged Praetorian guard who snuck around secretly converting Roman military dudes to Christianity. When he was caught, they did the thing with the arrows, and that didn't kill him. Saint Irene nursed him back to health, and as soon as he was strong enough to stand up, he cussed out the emperor, who had him clubbed to death and his body dumped in the sewer. The sewer, y'all! And he ended up the patron saint of soldiers and athletes and stuff, and he wouldn't be anyone worth mentioning except that for some reason... Artists, for hundreds of years, all seemed to agree they were going to depict him all young and hairless and super twinky. Maybe it's because he was a saint they could paint and sculpt mostly naked? And given the opportunity to depict a bit of agony in the ecstasy, they all just went for it. And before we knew it, that Dreamy Jesus on the crucifix has some competition for my attention during a long-ass sermon on Sunday. Kind of like how in the pre-code Hollywood days, directors would make Roman and biblical epics just for the excuse to show a boob. There are always artists trying to sex up the joint, even when that joint is a church. Gotta get butts in the seats, right? I mean... You look at St. Sebastian and tell me he's not a long-suffering closet queen, putting all that effort into his appearance. And for what? For us to not appreciate that dewy skin? 
those bee-stung pre-Raphaelite lips, that calf definition? Dude never ever skipped leg day, I'm telling you. Appreciating his fine-ass self is the least we can do. you and me is that we are we're very piratey people yes i mean you know you wouldn't know it to look at us but really we are people who if someone said oh my god 30 minutes be on the corner dressed as pirates go we would be on the corner dressed as pirates in 30 minutes. Oh, absolutely. I got the shirts, the pants, the hats, the boots. We have options. We don't even yeah. have like oh, yeah. one oh, yeah. outfit. We don't we don't go into our closet and have one pirate outfit options. We have like, oh, let's see, do I go with this look or do I go with that look? We could go we could go many different oh, ways. Oh yeah. Because we I mean, and I don't think we did it on purpose. I think it's just the pirate, the pirate life keeps coming back for us. No matter matter what we do, pirates keep coming back around. Yeah. And you know what? It's so funny. There is a mod in Skyrim. It's always Skyrim with you. (laughs) That you can go and they have pirate clothes and armor that for some weird reason, like has armor ratings but it's pirate clothes How sexy. so of course i had to pay for that to get it because, because it's so, so my sexy. character can be dressed like a pirate it's just part of me the pirate aesthetic is fucking hot and yeah. we love it and yeah. we fucking love it and like one thing one thing that definitely is well i mean it definitely is part of the reason why we have the outfits is because of this well, this weird anachronistic way that for some reason, no matter what, no matter what fair, you, no matter what Ren fair you go to, whether it's an actual Renaissance fair or it's, oh, it's the King Arthur fair or it's, oh, it's the Scarborough fair or it's Sherwood Forest fair or whatever fucking fair you go to. There's always fucking belly dancers and there's always fucking pirates. Oh, yeah. Even though, as we've already mentioned in the episode, the golden age of piracy was like early, like the late 1600s to maybe about 1800, maybe. Um, The Renaissance was like the 1400s. <laughs> You know, it's like, these things don't really overlap by all that much. The Middle Ages, definitely not the age of piracy. Not that there weren't pirates. I mean, because pirates are basically thieves at sea. I mean, they, yeah, they exist yeah. now. But when you what we talk about when we talk about pirates is a very specific thing. And that really doesn't make any sense. But there's always fucking pirates at every Ren Fair. And that's why we have the clothes really oh yeah and it's yeah it's a romanticized thing yes i mean you could go to the goddamn dickens christmas fair and there would probably be a goddamn pirate 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for tiny fucking Tim would be hanging out with Long John Silver for no goddamn reason. Yeah, because I mean that's always been that's always been my aesthetic when I've gone to fairs. Is the pirate? Basic, yeah, me too. Yeah, because it's hot. It is. It is sexy as fuck. I look so good in pirate clothes, and you know, really, like even what you know what we all picture as pirates you know that's part of what kind of gets messed up in our heads i mean i think part of the reason why people can imagine a pirate in any setting is because like the first time they made a movie of like treasure island and they cast a guy from like bristol or cornwall or wherever the fuck he was so he had a very particular accent and he was all yar yar and so everyone just decided oh that's what all pirates sound like and it's like, okay, all pirates didn't come from the same place. Like we talked about like Anne Bonnie and them. They came from fucking Ireland. You know, people came from all over the place. So they didn't all have the same accent. They didn't all look the same and talk the same. But for whatever reason, that is one of the beautiful things about our flag means death. I mean, we like the main characters are both from New Zealand and they talk like they're from New Zealand because fuck it. I mean, we've got a character that wears Crocs for no fucking reason, just yeah. because, eh, why not? I mean, it's not like they zoom in and go, hey, look, Crocs. he's wearing Crocs. It's just that it's yes. really clear that the guy's wearing Crocs. Because it doesn't matter. It you doesn't know, I have matter. never owned Crocs, but I want to because they're so offensive to so many people. and They're so the anti-everything. I want them now. There's... There are so many variations on Crocs now that, like, I think there's some Crocs out there that I might actually wear. Like, yeah. if you want, like, waterproof shoes, I mean, that's really what you're, you know. Yeah. I mean, because, like, when you would go to, when you would go to festivals and hang out in the mud for a month, I mean, Crocs are pretty much the perfect shoe to have. I know, but it's just like, oh, my God, I just want to, every day in public, I want to wear Crocs with white socks. Well, you can wear your Crocs and I can wear my five finger toe shoes because those really offend a yes. lot of people. And I, I wear them in part, one, because they're very comfortable and two, because it really upsets people for some reason. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, the more people feel they have to comment on my footwear, the more I'm going to wear them. Because I love sandals with socks and shorts because it just irritates people. And it makes me happy. <laughs> oh, God. And especially the older we get, we just so don't give a fuck. And so, oh, God, I'm so going to dress like ways that upset people just for the purpose of upsetting them. Because fuck you people. Because really, fuck you people. I might, I mean, I might as well just carry a sign that says fuck you people everywhere I go. Because that's pretty much my attitude. Well, I've always been like that. You yeah. Know. But much more so now. But I just remember, like, my little girl's hot pants with... Oh, sure. And that, that mesh wore, shirt you used to wear a lot? I, no, remember, I wore I wore those hot pants with a little patent belt, and God only knows what shoes I was wearing. I honestly don't remember. Probably Doc But Martins. I remember I wore that with a, with a wasp t-shirt. Sometimes. That was tied up to make it, like, above the belly button, so it was a half top. Sure. That was so, like, subversive and made no fucking sense to anybody but me. And I loved it. Oh, yes. It was a hell of a look. So it was like, why are you wearing, like, 
tacky drag, but a fucking wasp t-shirt. It's like, why not? I loved it. (laughs) For the same reason that we would dress like pirates to go to the Renaissance Fair. Because why the fuck not? Exactly. And also, remember that one year, whatever year that was, when on my birthday, I made you and a bunch of other friends dress up as pirates to go. It was the year the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. Oh, yes. And back because it's like, you know, back in the day, back in the good old days, people dressed up to go to movies all the time. But, you know, it's been a long time since people really did that. But I made a a group of people get dressed up as pirates because it was my goddamn birthday. And just because we were adults doesn't mean we can't dress up as pirates just to go to the movies. And and we had sword. We were having sword fights in the movie theater and people thought it was great. We were far more entertaining than that movie was. That's right. In fact, I have um, I have a couple pictures from that. I do, too. Yeah. It was a great day. And see, that was one of several times that I've dressed my husband up as a pirate. You know, he doesn't have his own pirate outfits, but I can put him in pirate clothes. And that is the, the only costuming that your husband will wear. No, he's been in drag and stuff before. He, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's worn other things. But it's hard to get him. I mean, I'm going to say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. My big fantasy, go to con, and I want him to live for those four days is Feely and L. Oh, I know. He just... Well, first you got to get him to a con. He went to one con once and that's, you know. He would, you know, there's so many, there's so many things. Like, well, I got him to dress as the dude from Big Lebowski one Halloween. I got him to dress as Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. But see, that was when we were early in our dating and he would do everything I said. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was very easy to get him to dress up back then because he did everything I told him because... I was the keeper of the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and and he did what he was told. As he should. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but I do want to... Okay, back to pirates, though. But I do want to say that the world has gone piratey. Partly because of... Oh, our flag means death. But I, I do want to say one thing, and it has to do, it has to do with Target. Uh, the, the, the world in general has gone very, very piratey in very subtle ways. And I don't know if a lot of the stores that are selling out of shit are aware of why they're selling out of shit. There are um, these fabulous, like, oversized coffee cups, like these latte cups that are kind of a peachy salmony pink that have like mm-hmm. flowers and birds on them and fruit at Target and Target cannot keep them in stock because those of us who are big fans of our flag means death and I will get to our flag means death I swear to god I will get into the yeah. of that in a second we have all decided that that cup is ours I can't get one. I have friends who have them, but I have not gotten one yet. Um, I don't know that if I've even ever noticed those. They probably sold out within seconds of hitting the shelf. Yeah, I bet. And I bet we shipped them all out 
before they even made it to the floor. Yeah, very, I mean, yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to find them. Uh, it's, the, it, the pattern on them is similar to some fabric in a robe that is worn by characters on the show. Wow. That See, that fabric. is hardcore fandom. That's fabulous. Also, there are, you know, it's summertime, so things that are kind of citrusy tend to come into fun. There's like Old Navy, all these stores all over the place, like kind of that kind of camp shirt, like cotton print fabrics with oranges on them. If there's an orange on it, it will not stay in stock because if there's an orange on it, Fans of Our Our Flag Means Death are buying all of them. Really? People are buying the men's camp shirt from Old Navy and turning them into cute little dresses. People are... I mean, you cannot get something with an orange on it right now because we've bought them all. Wow. Because oranges, very significant. Well, you know, oranges, scurvy. So if there's a show about okay, pirates, yeah, oranges yeah, yeah, are going to yeah. become a major plot point. And they do because yeah. because the Swedes' te- teeth start falling out at one point. And yeah, we have to go and find you know the cure, the, the cure for scurvy. Offer Suck- her an orange. Offer her an orange. Exactly. <laughs> Only hardcore fans of the show will of this know what show. that means. Exactly. But it's exactly. fabulous. And if, anyway. If yeah. you're listening to this right now, Scroll back through our old episodes and look for one called Offer Her an Orange. <laughs> and then listen to it and you'll be like, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> although I have to say, for, for a split second there, right before you said that, I thought you were going to say that the cure for scurvy was sucking dick. Just for a split second, I thought that's what you were going to say. Well, if you don't mean that's the cure for everything. I'm right? sure there's vitamins in that too. <laughs> I'm sure there's some trace amounts of vitamin C. (laughs) Anyway. But let's talk about about this fabulousness that is our flag means death. Oh, yeah. As we were speaking, as we were talking about earlier, the story of Steed Bonnet and why Blackbeard suddenly was sailing with him and if historians would just accept the fact that sometimes men like each other. Yeah. You know, and we came to the only logical conclusion that obviously Steed was cute and Blackbeard wanted him and they were fucking and whatever, that that's why they were hanging out. Clearly this writer named David Jenkins, sometime in the last few years, uh came across this story and came to the exact same conclusion that we did because it is the only logical conclusion. And so he created this fabulous idea for a show called our flag means death. Now I could go into like all, you know, there there's all kinds of shit I could talk about, about this show. Other shows will talk about, the story and the characters and everything else. I'm not necessarily going to run down the plot and all of that shit because you can get that anywhere. I have my own, my own way. I'm going to talk about it Uh, because you don't come, you don't come to this show to get the same shit you're going to get on every other show. 
So, uh, but basically what I will say about Our Flag Means Death, apart from the fact that, oh my God, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. And um, it's on HBO Max. It's 10 episodes. You can watch it in under six hours, about five and a half hours tops. It is extremely funny, but it will also hurt your heart. It will, it will destroy your soul (laughs) because you will fall so in love with these characters and you will get so emotionally invested. And then the end of season one, it sort of leaves you hanging in a way that just, it just makes, well, we all spent a few weeks there wanting to die because we didn't, we had not yet heard that there was going to be a season two. We have now been told that yes, there is a season two. Okay. They waited until the first day of June to let us know. All the people on the show were holding their breath and not able to say anything until the official announcement came out. And it was very oh, exciting. Oh, good. Well, I know you're excited. So that's I'm terribly fabulous. excited. And I will, I will just, because it's, because it's me and because it's our show and because, just because. People who listen to us will understand why I say this. Be, it's like, yes... Big corporations capitalizing on pride and making money off of pride and whatever. Yes, that's obnoxious. But the fact that there were fans of this show who love this show who could not allow themselves to be happy that they finally got the news they wanted because the news came on June 1st. Oh. Because all they could say is, well, obviously HBO is being evil and capitalist and blah, blah. It's like, can't you just be happy for five minutes? Oh, For God. fuck's sake. Can you and, take- wait, and what was the the logic behind that outrage? That wait, wait, waiting for Gay that, Pride Week or month? That, or That they could have told us a week earlier, but they chose to wait for Pride Month and that means they're evil. It's like to me, more. that's good sense. I think to that's kind of cool. Exactly. To me, it makes it more of a celebration. Yeah, I think that's cool. And more of a, it's more of a gift for us. And also, um, I mean, granted, you know, I was joining in quite a bit with the "Hey HBO, please renew this show. We really want you to renew this show." But I will also say that the people who got outraged about the timing and well, you should have told me yesterday instead of today because fuck you. Um, how about you're a fucking child? How about you're a fucking insolent child? If you think that you have to get everything on your schedule and if you think about it, uh, if this was a normal TV show that came out and you got one episode a week, like a normal TV show. And really, it was only a matter of a f- of weeks. And I know that in online world, everything feels like decades when really it was four days. But how about like everybody, like stop acting like a fucking toddler who isn't getting your way all the time? It, I really, I... I, it was very hard for me to not scream at some of the fans who were being insolent about that. It's like, 
just be fucking happy that you got your way. And, yeah, you, exactly. and you fucking knew you were, you fucking knew they were going to renew the show. It's the biggest thing HBO has had since Game of Thrones. You fucking knew they were going to do it. The problem is Taika Waititi is involved and he's really fucking busy. That he's like one of the busiest people and in show business. I think it's cool that they waited until June to purposely do it with gay pride. I think to make fabulous. it to make yeah. it that much bigger of an announcement because There's it's acknowledging. It's exactly it's tying it in with what the show truly is. It's an acknowledgement that this is not a part of the insipid heterosexual agenda. Right, it's something else. And there yes. were also people who they got pissed off that when the show was originally when the show was originally put on HBO Max, it wasn't put on HBO Max with an enormous "Hey everybody, gay pirates!" that it wasn't put out there with a big fanfare. And it's yeah. like, well, maybe because they didn't want to telegraph the plot line, maybe yeah. some of us wanted to maybe some of us got to experience it like one episode at a time and not know what was coming because if you had told like granted i told you what the show was about because you like things being spoiled but when i watched it i had no idea all i knew was i had friends who said you must watch this show yeah and so I watched it knowing I was going to love it, but I didn't know why I was going to love it. And I thought, like many, many viewers did, especially viewers of our age group, I thought that I was getting queer subtext. Now, granted, there were a lot of other characters that things were more overt, yeah. But I thought when it came to Steed Bonnet and Blackbeard, I thought I was getting subtext. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I'm used to. Because those of us who came up on Xena and shit like oh, that. Oh, I know I was going to say, like back in the Xena days. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you know... It wasn't it wasn't even presented. The show wasn't even presented initially as like a romantic comedy. The show was I mean really when it starts off it's almost like it's a workplace comedy because it's you're just you're on a pirate ship but it basically is just a bunch of people who all work together and the pirate ship is their office yeah, sort of. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of weirdos who aren't really very good at their job and they all work together and they're all kind of like, I think our boss is a dipshit. You know, they're all, it's like, it's kind of, in, in fact, in some ways, when I thought, when I went back and thought about it later, there's, there's a lot of similarities, like just on a very surface level to like the office, like, you know, they all mean well and they're all trying, but they're just not very good at their jobs. And there's even kind of a Jim and Pam on this show, although it's really more of a Jim and Jim, but Really, it's like, it's just sort of a a very basic, you know, extremely smartly written and very funny. And there, yes, there's a lot of historical accuracy, but also extremely inaccurate at the same time, which is why it's funny. And it just kind of, before you know it, like you get sucked into just this silly little pirate show. And then mm-hmm. eventually you start going... 
wait, Blackbeard, like, is that just how, is that just how Blackbeard's face looks all the time? Or is he totally making goo-goo eyes at, at Steed all the time? Like, is he? Oh, because fabulous. Taika Waititi just has, he's so pretty. And he just, someone described him as like a Disney prince. Like, there's something about his eyes that he just, he makes literal heart eyes when he looks at people sometimes. And it's like, you can see when he's looking at someone and he loves them, you can see it in his eyes. And it's like, when you know that and you're looking at him, it's like, oh my God, he loves him. And you're thinking, well, maybe it's just my imagination and maybe it's not real. And I'm sure I'm just reading that into that because people like us who are not used to seeing people our own age being being depicted as yeah. being normal people falling in love in you know same sex relationships yeah we don't expect that you know because that shit just doesn't happen for us because if there are same sex couples in things they're always 15 years old oh yeah it's yeah. always either some twink yeah. and some old guy or yeah. it's some junior high kids having their first crush or it's some kids coming out story or it's an AIDS drama from like the eighties or nineties. You know, we don't get normal romance stories very often. Oh, I know what I can tell you. And we can go on about this, but we're not, but I am so sick of the goddamn coming out stories. Yeah. It's like, if it was, if we had uh, representation of all sorts of God. stories, you can have all the coming out stories you want as long as it's equally balanced with all the other kinds of stories. But yeah, I'm so sick of that, and I'm so sick of that. What was that movie that won all those awards? It was like some teenager fell in love with some stupid fifty-five-year-old fart on a farm or something, and it won all these awards. Oh God. I don't know. And it wasn't, it was, I think it was this past year. And I was just like, I didn't even watch it because I was just like, that would never in a million years happen. There's been so many movies. There's been so many queer movies in like the last like seven or eight years that I haven't even seen because I look at them and go, oh, another 15 year old. Yeah, but this movie, it won awards. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, But there was also, like, a scandal about it because of the age difference and my difference being a gay man of 54. Right. I was like, why aren't they making this stupid shit? It's it's sensitive. And it's loving and it makes people cry. But it's basically a story of... A dirty old man falling in love with a teenager and having sex with him. Yeah, and even though there, there's, there, it's like, it's very common for like a young guy to have his first sexual experience to be with someone who's older, because that's very common. That. But, but these stories are never a, a kid gets laid for the first time. It's always some huge romance thing, which only just like romanticizes weird pedophilia shit and yeah it's like does that shit happen in real life outside of money and drugs being involved no it does not 
Yeah, the sugar daddy shit is literally a financial relationship, and it's oh, yeah. not. Yeah, it's like no. Yes, For the same reason that if it was a teenager with it, a fifty-year-old, and they're all they're all in love. It's money for the and same drugs. reason that if it was if it was a teenage girl and a fifty yes. year old dude, it's like if that's creepy, then it's creepy if it's a guy. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually kind of offended by that movie. Yeah, well, it I, was, it was yeah. sensitive. It was dramatic. It was understanding, but it was also like, yeah, this would never happen. Yeah, there's so many of those movies that I don't even know which one is which because they're all just blend together as, oh, it's all those movies I didn't see because I'm I'm tired of looking at teenagers. It's like it's oh, all very fuck, sweet. It's all very sweet, but I'm I can't look I can't watch more gay teenager movies. I can't. Yeah. Those movies aren't made for me. It's fine. It let them be made for teenagers, but those movies yeah. are not made for me, and that's fine. If it is funny, I just remember when I was 20, when I was living with Trisha von Lichtenstein. Yes. I had met this guy named Jerry. And oh my God, he was the finest, finest motherfucker I'd ever seen. I mean, he was just like, I can't even believe it. And I remember... We went out on a date, and he came, you know, over to the house to pick me up. Yeah. And I remember uh, my roommate at the time, straight woman, was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. He's so fine. Oh, my God. And I remember talking to her, and I was like... Oh my God, I know he's so cute and he's so fine, but I'm so freaked out because he's so old. I don't know that I could be with anybody that old. Oh no, I'm afraid to ask. He was 25. (laughs) I was was so afraid that he was going to be like 25. (laughs) He was 25. He was an old geezer of 25. I was 20. And that is how... People of that age group think. Right. Right. So this whole weird fantasy of, oh, the 19-year-old twink falling in love with the 50-year-old man. Oh, honey. Yeah. You know, unless you're, you know, squirting coke up his ass and giving him lots of money, that ain't gonna happen, bitch. Shut the fuck up. So this movie, while it was beautiful, I thought it was gross. Oh, yeah. And in my, yeah, and in my case, like, when I was, like, in my mid-twenties and I had this brief period of foolishly thinking that if I dated a guy who was about 40, that that would, that that would be a great idea because he would be so mature and that would be good for me. Not realizing that a guy who's about in his early forties who wants to date a girl who's 25, that that guy is a creep. And that, that oh, guy can't yeah, date women his own age because he's so stunted. Yeah, because if he, if he ain't partnered by that age, he's obviously an asshole or damaged, and all he cares about is the winky dink if he's dating people that are 20. Oh, yeah. In you fact, uh, the one in particular, the magician, just briefly, you know, oh, he, he I ended up. Him. That motherfucker 
cheated on me because the next woman who hit on him, he didn't know how to say no to a woman hitting on him because I hit on him and he came home with me. And then the next time a woman hit on him, he went home with her. <laughs> because and even though he his name Shazam we'll just call him Shazam we'll just call him that because his name was that bad his name was that stupid because he was a magician and had that kind of a name but yeah because he had a hot girl in her mid 20s he had all this going on and uh, he went off and fucked someone else. And then he was so ashamed of it that he just stopped returning my calls. And then when I found out what was going on and I was like, well, you need to come over and pick up your shit. And I was like standing on my front lawn with the, with the last of his crap. And he like just stood there looking at me and like realizing, Oh, I made a terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, just take your shit. And now go. was it, was it him was he Mr. Morphine Suppository? Yes! Oh. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Morphine Suppository was the one who came after. He was, oh, no, okay. no, Shazam was the one who uh, did so much coke that that we were having sex one time and he just couldn't come. And so I was like, okay, I'm done. Get away from me. And I wasn't really done in the sense of being done. Yeah, 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 But yeah, yeah. I was like, get off me. And then uh, some hours later, I I awakened to him fucking me. Like, he started oh, fucking me while I was I asleep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I had two boyfriends in a row that were serious druggies. But that was also yeah. during a period where I was doing all kinds of shit. But, yeah. Yeah. He had his own But, you know, I issues. still fantasize. But Morphine Suppository was would, the next one. Uh, I... If I could play guitar, I mean more than four chords. Right. And I was young. I would love to start a punk band called Morphine Suppository. Well, you know, you really don't need to know more than four chords to have a punk band. As the Sex Pistols taught us. I know, but who am I going to do it with? Me and the dog, you know. As the Sex Pistols taught us. Oh, by the way, you're, you're... Your beloved ugly piece of shit, Elon Musk, thinks thinks uh, the Sex Pistols were a real band. Did you know that? Uh, he he thinks he thinks Johnny Rotten was like a real punk and not basically a boy band created by um, Malcolm McLaren. Anyway, because he he retweeted something that Johnny Rotten said. Johnny Rotten is a right wing freak. And he thought he was being really edge, all edgelord by saying, well, Johnny Rotten says, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, Johnny Rotten is not a real punk. And, uh. Oh, no. It's like, no, in fact, I am watching that thing on Hulu right now, Pistol. Oh, I bet it's horrifying. That is the documentary about the Sex Pistols. And it's fabulous. I'm really enjoying it. Is it a documentary? Or is it a series? No, it is. It's a a docudrama based on the guitarist book. Right. Okay. And I mean, I listened to that album to death when I I was in high school. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it's still good. I think we all did. I mean, it's terrible, but it's good. But the Sex Pistols, I mean, for whatever weird reason... They did start the whole punk movement, at least here. Not there, 
they, they ripped off the bands that were actually doing it, and then. But here, here. so you gotta give them credit for that. But the Sex Pistols. But that's are only because bands. they had a manager yes. who could get their shit sold. That's they you know. are the Sex Pistols are the very first new kids on the block. Well, someone else made a, a comparison that they that the the Sex Pistols have more in common with the Monkees than they have with any other punk bands. And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not wrong. Oh, Although yeah, I love the, I, I mean, fucking love song, the monkeys, but you know, their songs are shit and their song in fact I listened to their album yesterday. Oh really? <laughs> for the brief amount of time that I was actually awake. Um <laughs> Based on, you know, watching the first half of this documentary. And, oh, no, it's fabulous. And they're great. Yeah. But, you know, Johnny, you know, Johnny Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten, he's like, oh, hi, so highfalutin now. Talking about what an artist he was. And it was like, no, dude, you were just a fucking junky piece of shit. Yeah. With some ugly hair. That got hired by a producer. So shut the and fuck Sid up. Vicious You're not an literally, Sid Vicious literally got hired for what he looked like. He did not know how to play any instruments. He got hired to stand there. He, it's but like, God they damn were it. nothing. Those yeah. last couple concerts <laughs> with him with no shirt on and covered in blood. God damn it, he was hot. Well, yeah. I mean, they, but that's because they were a boy band. So they were hired. He was hired to be pretty. Nothing he was hired to be pretty. There is nothing hotter than a half naked 20 year old heroin addict. I'm sorry. It's hot. You know what? <laughs> Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop still totally can get it. Iggy Pop is still so fucking fuckable. It's it's frightening how fuckable that man is. There there's something about that that heroin addict look that will always yeah. work for me. But I have more to say about the show. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. But it wouldn't be our show if we didn't go off on tangents. talk about is um this is a thing that other shows w- would not talk about part of why this show is so magnificent and I, like and i already talked about the fact that the show wasn't i i did start to touch touch on the fact that it wasn't queer baiting it wasn't subtext although what those of us who didn't know what was coming were watching and watching and watching like i said there's 10 episodes in the season um there's things that happen by like, say episode five that, you know, we're like, oh, like, oh, my heart, my heart is pounding. Oh my God. That's so romantic. But obviously it's only subtext. Obviously, you know, we know what we're seeing, but obviously they're not really going there. But then, you know, once you know where you're going and you go back and watch it again, it's like, oh, my God, they're so fucking in love from the second they lay eyes on each other. It's not even funny. They're so in love. It's so fucking. And, of course, both of these actors, straight. And these are are two actors who have been friends for a really long time. And now they're kissing each other on TV. And it's so fucking hot. It's so, it's so, two pretty actors kissing. I'm I'm here for it. But Ooh, like our bed is leading to undisclosed. 
trailer action. Your chair is making so much noise. I know. Your chair is making so much noise. Oh my god. It's just it's so it's so delish. It's so utterly, utterly delish. Like I can't I cannot even handle how pretty these men are. But by the time it is so clear, by the time they have this wonderful moment, and I will I will tell I will describe this one scene, you know, for the people who've seen it. So they can get to relive it for the people who haven't. Okay, fine. I'm spoiling it, but whatever. Um, so when Ed, who which, which is uh, Blackbeard's real name, Edward, Edward Teach, born on a beach. When Ed and Steed are, ta- are sitting on a beach and talking and they've, they've been, they've been sort of captured is the wrong word, but I'll say captured so I don't have to explain uh, by the English. And Steed's like, how are you taking this so well? And he's like, well, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of, it's about time. I, you know, it feels good to kind of just get, I can just sort of take, take a load off and just sort of be Edward. And, and, you know, I just feel like I just kind of, I just want to do what makes Ed happy. And Steed says, and what makes Ed happy? And he's just kind of like, you know, talking about, you know, how these last, these last few, these, these last few weeks, you know, have just been, the most fun I've had, you know, in ages, you know, maybe ever. So I, I, I reckon what makes Ed happy is, and he's like stammering and being really shy and sweet. Uh And he's like, what makes Ed happy is you. And Steve, like his, his eyes just light up and he, and he starts and he's, he just kind of, and and he, he starts to talk and then Ed just leans in and just kisses him. Ah, and my husband. I okay. I I, I want to make it clear to our listeners. I'm sure I've said this before, but my husband is a guy who can watch Schindler's List and not cry. My husband can watch the opening ten minutes of Up and not be emotionally affected by yeah. it. <laughs> my husband is made of stone. My husband is completely dead inside, and yet when. When Ed leaned in and kissed Steed, his hand went to his heart and he gasped and he went, oh, my husband, my 6'4 mountain of a husband, my big burly mountain of a husband went, oh, that's fabulous. And it was so sweet. And it was like the cutest. And then, of course, when they finally disengage from that wonderful kiss and Steed opens his eyes and just whispers quietly, you make Steed happy. Uh, Ah, see, that's fabulous. And it's like, this is the kind of shit that we want. This is. And it's like, it's like so fucking romantic and so beautiful. And it's like, these are. These are complex characters who've had, who they both had shitty childhoods and they both ended up on, you know, a life of piracy through different, through different ways of getting there because their lives were shit for different reasons. And they, and they met each other through weird circumstances and somehow they found each other and now they're happy, but 
shit isn't going to be easy because they're both really messed up people and it, it doesn't quite work out that easily and that's why the season ends with no what is happening oh no i'm so upset and the whole audience is crying and we're all upset but it's so it's so brilliant and like having it all be in like the world having this kind of story set in the world of pirates I see it's fabulous yeah it's brilliant because there's so much there's so much you can do in the world of pirates because the world of pirates as we talked about before it is so fucking gay pirates is like automatically gay there's it's so fucking gay and one thing that i'm gonna bring up that i that literally just occurred to me earlier today because of a conversation that was happening in a Facebook group among our Flag Means Death fans. Uh-huh. We were talking about, it started out as a conversation about the title of the show, Our Flag Means Death. Some, some of it, well, one thing that not a lot of people know uh, is that what what is generally, the, the skull and crossbones, what is generally considered to be like a pirate flag, that image is actually a memento mori. And so... Pirates use that as a way of signifying if you approach us, you're going to die. Like, we're, you know. Oh, okay. It's like. Does that that, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things. But one of the things that was pointed out by one of the other fans was that the way pirates would lure other ships to them was you would fly a neutral flag or you would fly a flag that would cause, that would like trick something another ship to thinking you were someone else and because flags had meanings like flags would say who your alliances were and flags would say what kind of a ship you were and you could lure another ship closer and then you could quickly change your flag and be like fuck you we're pirates uh, we're going to attack you now just by changing your flag. Yeah. And then the other ship could change their flag to either surrender or not. Yeah. And, you know, fla- and, and like there's a lot of flags tell stories before without... You know, now, like, is, there, is there a flag saying, come on over and I'll suck your cocks? Unfortunately, no. But, but that actually that actually brings up the thing that I realized today because um, this one this one fan was talking about how it occurred to her that using flags as a way of signaling was possibly something that you could tie into the queer community because flying a flag, flying a, a, a rainbow flag, for example, is a way to tell to tell, the public yeah what your business is what your business is or that it's safe to come in and there was also all that nonsense of the different handkerchiefs in the pockets that's exactly what i was gonna bring up yeah because i because i brought up to her that i that i in that moment i had just realized that a ship putting up a flag to send a message was exactly what hanky codes were oh absolutely and all of a sudden this little group of fans was going oh shit oh my god pirate flags are totally hanky codes 
Oh yeah, I because mean, how did they not get that before? Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like shit, goddamn. Because it, like in the series, Blackbeard even talks about because because part of like Blackbeard is kind of going through a bit of a midlife crisis. Like he's starting to he had started to get bored with being Blackbeard because they see my flag and they immediately surrender. Like there's no. It's not even fun anymore. Yeah. I, fl- I, I put up my flag and they're like, oh, I surrender. And it's like, all right, I guess I guess we're just going to take your shit then. Like, there's nothing like I don't get to do anything like his his he's so he's so well known as Blackbeard that he doesn't even have to be Blackbeard anymore. And it got boring. And so that was part of why when he first met Steed, he was like, oh, my God, you're doing piracy in a whole new way. And this is fucking he's like he's like, you're a fucking lunatic and I like it, you know. And so that, you know, that was part of why they, you know, they bonded apart from the fact that he was just staring at him with heart eyes for like two days and, you know, thinking he was so cute because he totally is. But like, it's just it's like the fact that. That gay, at the very least, gay men, I don't know if there's an equivalent for lesbians. I'm really, I may have to look into that. But if there's people listening right now who are too young to know what hanky code is, fucking look that up. It is fascinating. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you see that with the flags, yeah, that's totally. Because basically what hanky code yeah. meant is back when you could not openly tell the world you were gay... Yeah, and it was you, always like, I'm gay, I'm a top, I'm a bottom, I want a sick dick, I want my dick set. It was all like, about sex. Yeah. yeah, it was basically signaling to the world that you were down for sex with men and exactly what kind of sex you were down for. Yeah. And it was all about the color of a piece of fabric and what pocket in your pants yeah. you had that fabric in. And it was very subtle and the straight world was completely unaware of it. But yeah. gay people knew what it meant. And that's and it was this extremely subtle way of signaling to each other. And it's like and that's and that's why so many people have no idea it even existed. But if you look if you Google that shit, there is so much information and you're like, I had no idea. But it is so similar to the way sailors and pirates used flags to 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 yeah. send messages to each other and oh my god it's really cool pirates totally gay that's there's your little nugget of schooling that you got from us today oh, yes. because you i guarantee you no one listening has ever thought of that before yes and it's fabulous and it's fabulous so <laughs> so everybody i know that i didn't talk too much about the show but i'm promising you if you are listening to this show, you will love Our Flag Means Death. It is on HBO Max, but you can absolutely pirate that shit. And I and if you and if you are not in the United States and the pirating is the only way you can get it, um, if you go to Taika Waititi's Twitter feed and go and and scroll back a ways, he was totally retweeting instructions for how to fucking steal this show. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, we need shouldn't be putting that on the internet, you know. I, I you know, I'm not going to retweet it, but Taika Waititi did it and it's, yeah. and he is one of the producers of the show and he is on the show and he directed an episode of the show and uh 
HBO didn't stop him from sharing that information. So, so HBO, yeah. and I and I will say that HBO, uh, back in the day when Game of Thrones was big, and it was before HBO Max, there was HBO Go, and before HBO Go, there was HBO Now. And when HBO Now was new, uh, Andy Samberg hosted the Emmys, and he gave out his his login and password for HBO Now on the Emmys. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, and thousands and thousands of people used Andy Samberg's information to watch to log into HBO Now to watch Game of Thrones, and HBO was totally cool with it for a really long time. So HBO does. I don't think they mind that much, as long as you watch the show, and as long as you know when this thing comes out available for purchase, I'm fucking buying it. I will give the, take my money. They can have all my money yeah. because they have given me a show. I have not been this excited about a TV show. Like, I mean, there's a lot of TV shows that I love. Like I loved Loki. I love stranger things. I love walking dead. I love a lot of things. This show has my heart in a way that I can, I can hardly think of any other show that I love with all my heart as much. And that, that means as much to me as this show. And I love every single actor on it. I love every character. I, I fucking love it. And there's so much, there's so much out there. You know, if you want to know more about the people on the show, the characters, whatever, you can get that from other shows from us. You get the gay shit. So yes. go watch it. Happy pride. Do what you gotta do to make the world better, goddammit. And next month is my birthday, so maybe we'll talk about something totally silly for my I birthday. Love so, you okay. All. Thank you. Okay, Pirates, yay. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! I may get my eyebrows shaved off and with little tattoos where the eyebrows should be Stagnetti's boy. <laughs> oh my God. There's gotta be a, there's gotta be a word that's similar to Stagnetti. Stag, something that, something that's, Sounds like Stagnetti that means boy. <laughs> like stalemate popped into my head, but that's I not, know. that's not the right word. Stadna, studnetto, studnutto? <gasps> that's it. Studnutto. <laughs> Stagnetti studnutto.
<laughs> Lord have mercy. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That might have to be our Easter egg. <laughs> Stagnity. Stagnity. <laughs> I want to think of maybe like a Stagnetti song could be maybe to Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> you know, fuck me raw, Stagnetti. Do it to me Italian. over the bow. Oh, God. Give it to me, what Stagnetti. Moon over Naples? Can, can, can we go do Moon over Naples? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I was thinking something Italian. Mouth on Stagnetti. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does need to be Wayne. It, it really does need to be a Wayne Newton song. It really is way more appropriate for it to be something Wayne. Maybe Engelbert Humperdinck, but really Wayne yeah, is better. Stagnetti, don't you fuck so fast. <laughs> Oh, Stagnetti, slow down some, cause you're, you're making, making me come. Stagnetti, don't you fuck so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands this other than the two of us. <laughs> Pirate talk. Damn it. All right. All right.